Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Word of God. We're studying the Bible. The Bible is God's revelation to us, given to us for our benefit, so we can know Him, know about Him, know what He wants, know what He desires, know how to follow Christ. We have been working our way through 1 John, and we're going to finish it up today. This is episode 48 and we're looking at the last verse of 1 John. 1 John chapter 5, verse 21. And it's a simple verse. John says, Little children, guard yourself from idols. Seems like an odd statement. Um, he has not discussed idols in this book. It's not the problem. The, the problem are the false teachers. The problem are the, the Antichrist, those who are proclaiming a false gospel. Those who are teaching lies about Jesus, teaching lies about Christ, saying Jesus is not the Christ, saying that Jesus was just a man who died and the Christ spirit departed from Jesus on the cross, or the there really wasn't a man, Jesus. That was just an illusion. All these things are, are blatant lies. They're corruptions of the gospel, they are falsehoods which will lead people away from God, not to God. And that's been John's concern. His other concern is sin. These false teachers are saying sin really doesn't matter. Sin's not the problem. Ignorance is the problem. And you need to know the secret knowledge that only we have in order to rescue you from your your problem of ignorance. So sin doesn't matter because uh, the physical doesn't matter. And John's saying, no, sin does matter. And he's proclaiming who Christ really is. And that if you are saying anything different, you're leading people astray. He's talked about the, the need to love one another, that uh, to primary calls for the followers of Christ is to love God, to, to believe God, to believe truth and love one another because these false teachers are they're not nice people they're mistreating people they're uh, treating people badly now he ends with this admonition to guard yourselves from idols well he's just been talking about truth back in verse 20 he said we, we know the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. He's given us understanding of the truth so that we may know the true one. We are in the true one that is his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. So he's talking about truth here. Who is the true God? Who is the true Son of God? The one that John is proclaiming, not the one that the false teachers are proclaiming. They are proclaiming a lie. John is proclaiming the truth. So true versus false is what he's been talking about. And so here the idea of guard yourself from idols is reject that which is false. Embrace the real. Because idols are not real. Idols are, are false. Idols have no power. No, There's nothing to an idol. So reject that which is false. Embrace that which is real. Jesus is the true God. Now, is there a problem with what we commonly think of idolatry? Well, he hasn't mentioned it, so I don't think he's really talking about people who worship idols, people who uh, go to the 
the, the local temples to, to worship false deities and, and worship their idols. Paul mentioned idols a, a few times in some of his letters. In his letter to the Ephesian church, uh, Paul said, uh, Ephesians 5.5, 5, For know and recognize this, every sexually immoral or impure or greedy person who is an idolater does not have an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. There, Paul's equating idolatry with the rejection of being a follower of Christ, that you either follow Christ or, or you're following idolatry. Similarly, in the, his letter, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, he talked about the, what the, the people in Macedonia and Achaia had to say about the Thessalonians. He said, verse 9, For they themselves report what kind of reception we had from you, how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. There he probably is talking about turning from false religions and embracing truth. But in his letter, Paul's letter to the Colossian church, Colossians 3, 5, he said, Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. There again, he is equating idolatry with rejecting God's standards. Now, too often we think idolatry has no real issue with us. After all, who, who among us has some little statuette that we bow down and pray to and ask to bless our crops? Uh, that, that's idolatry. We don't do that. Well, we do. We're just much more sophisticated. So what is idolatry? Paul used it in two different ways. He used the idea of false religion, but then he also used it as anything which is not following God. And the way I like to think about idolatry is there's certain things that are reserved for God. Worship. We're told to worship nothing but God. Worship no one but God. And we would like to think we don't, but you look at the attention and devotion we apply to certain things, it's, you could almost call that worship. Fear. We're told to fear God and fear nobody more than we fear God. Yet we fear all kinds of things, all kinds of people, all kinds of circumstances. Fear is idolatry. We're told to love nothing above God, yet we often do. That's idolatry. A good way to think about idolatry is it's anything that takes the place in our hearts which belongs to God. Anything that surpasses our devotion to God. Anything that surpasses our priority for God. Anything that does that is idolatry. Anything that draws us away from God is idolatry. And real idolatry is something that happens in the heart. One of the great reformers, John Calvin, said that our, our hearts are idol factories. That is, we, we create our own idols, our own desires which rage within us that uh, take the priority which rightfully belongs to God. That's idolatry. And they can be good things. It can be work. If work is the highest priority in my life and surpasses the priority of God in my life, work is an idol. Money. If my desire for money surpasses my desire and devotion to God, then money is an idol. One we don't like to think about, family. If my devotion to my family 
surpasses my devotion to God, family is an idol. Even church. I say, well, wait a minute. How can that be? Well, it comes back to if my love for my church surpasses my love for God, then it has become an idol. Well, how could that happen? Well, sometimes we love our church. Well, hopefully we always love our church and we love it the way it is. But sometimes church needs to change in order to serve what God wants us to do. And that's where if God's calling us to change, we say, well, we don't want to change. We don't want to be uncomfortable. Then my love for my church, my love for my the way things are that I like has surpassed my obedience to God and it has become an idol. So idolatry is, is real. It is anything we are embracing, desiring, worshiping, fearing, wanting, serving greater than God. Anything has taken the place in our hearts that belongs to God is an idol. And that's idolatry. So John's admonition, little children, guard yourself from idols. He basically, he's because he's been talking about true, true versus false. And who is the true God? Who is the true son of God? Believe that which is true and know that you are in the true one. The true, 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 true. Embrace that which is true. Reject that which is false. And our hearts will lead us astray to where we are so embracing a false view of reality, a false priority system, a false value system, that we fall into idolatry. And it's not something we do once in a lifetime. We do do it all the time on a daily basis. And that's where we have to be very vigilant. That's why John said, guard yourself against idols. Guard yourselves against idolatry. Guard your heart against idolatry. How do you do that? Well, you do it by talking with God a lot. You do it by being in God's Word a lot and allowing the Holy Spirit to shine that bright searchlight He has into the little dark corners of your heart and revealing what's there. Sometimes you don't like it because it always calls for change and calls for me to give up that idol. You know, if, if something's idol, that it means it's, it's become a real priority in my life. And when God reveals to me, this is idolatry, then I need to give it up and allow God to take the rightful place in my heart. And we resist that. Works through the illumination from the Holy Spirit. It works through the inspiration that comes through the Word of God. So time in the Word of God time with God in prayer is, is how we deal with it. And time with our fellow believers, where our fellow believers, and with an openness, where somebody can say, hey, what about this? And versus pushing it back and saying, no, 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 I, I deserve that. Uh, this, this is okay. But to actually see the idolatry in our lives. Well, we're finishing First John. We, uh, back over 1 John, and what's the big takeaways? Well, his big takeaway is proper belief and loving one another. Believe the correct truth. Well, you say, how could it be an incorrect truth? Well, there can't, but make sure that what you believe to be true is what really is true. 
Believe what the Word of God says about God. Believe what the Word of God says about Jesus Christ. And don't be led astray by anybody on TV or anybody who's telling you things or anybody who's trying to lead you astray. Go back to the Word of God and use that as our measuring stick to determine truth. So believe properly. Believe the truth and love one another. That's the evidence that we are followers of Christ. As John said, if you say you're a follower of Christ, but you're not following Christ, you're lying. And so let's not be liars. Let's be uh, truth livers, that we are living the truth, living it out loud in front of the world around us, showing, a, showing them who God is, who Jesus Christ is, and that he is the only way to be reconciled with God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we start looking at 2 John. <laughs>